then you could really you should really try to use the, the device as much as possible for different applications so the same device we're using for bionic hands now we're exploiting it for legs for leg prosthesis for vision restoration for grasping restoration in tetraplegics for bioelectronic medicine so the idea of implanting this electrode in the nerves inside the body for helping people with hypertension diabetes so when you get a killer technology then you can you should exploit it as much as possible this is what we are doing so enlarging the number of applications which can be addressed using our implantable and wearable technologies Welcome to Kelonia Podcast, a podcast about the use of scientific discoveries and of technology applications. We provide the best information on projects participated by Kelonia and many more. My name is Gabriela Bernardi, I'm a science journalist and in today's episode we talk about the neurotechnologies with Silvestro Micera, professor at EPFL in Lausanne and head of the Transnational Neural Engineering Laboratory. It's a real pleasure to meet you and would you please briefly introduce yourself? My name is Silvestro Micera, I'm a professor of Biomedical Engineering and Neural Engineering between the PFL in Lausanne and the Scuola Superiore Sant'Anna in Pisa. And I work on using new technologies wearable and implantable uh, to help people with different kinds of disabilities. Can you briefly describe the activity of TNE Lab, or better, Transnational Neural Engineering? In my lab, what we try to do is to be the bridge between basic science, in particular neuroscience, but also material science and the clinical environment. So the idea is to help getting new ideas, becoming medical products to be tested in the clinical environment. First as a first in human, and then of course is possible also creating new startup companies uh, for a real clinical impact. When the idea of developing implantable neural interfaces and robotic system aimed at restoring sensory motor function in people with different kinds of disabilities, can and why? The very first idea of uh, developing a bionic hand, if you want, came from my high school uh, TV uh, looking at. So what I did uh, was I was spending a bit of time looking at the TV and there was the, the six million dollar man, which was the idea of an astronaut crashing because of an accident and being rebuilt using implants and robotics. Uh, so that was where everything started. And, and then of course I went to the, to the university and PhD, etc. But everything started from these and comics like uh, Iron Man, if you want. How TNE Lab drives innovation in the field? I would say that the main characteristic which helps us innovate is the, the fact that we are one of the few labs taking care of everything. So developing technology, implants or wearable robots, not all of them, but many, uh, signal processing, modeling, biophysics, machine learning, system integration, which is very important for clinical practice. So we try to take care uh, alone or sometimes in collaboration with other colleagues of all the different building blocks. 
this makes possible to control everything and to have the translation happening as much as possible in a smoother way. What are you working on now? What we are now working on is to exploit different kinds of technologies. You know, what we really believe is that modularity and reusability, recycling, not only quote-unquote for the environment, but for science, is crucial. So when you have a, a good device, then you, could really, you should really try to use the, the device as much as possible for different applications. So the same device we are using for bionic hands, now we're exploiting it for legs, for leg prosthesis, for vision restoration, for grasping restoration in tetraplegics, for bioelectronic medicine. So the idea of implanting this electrode in the nerves inside the body for helping people with hypertension, diabetes. So when you get a killer technology, then you, can, you should exploit it as much as possible. This is what we are doing. So enlarging the number of applications which can be addressed using our implantable and wearable technologies. In your opinion, which are the biggest challenges for the next generation of neural technologies? Next challenges clearly are related to the long-term usability of our implants. We are improving, but we are not yet to the for good application. It's still a matter of years. So that's what we should work on. And the other thing which is really crucial is to have uh, implants stimulators or recording system fully implanted and wirelessly connected. If you want to be really serious in the translation, we need to have uh, this kind of neural pacemakers, quote unquote, becoming more common with more channels and easy, more, um, easier to be implanted. Third, for the specific application, sometimes some of the basic science is not yet and completely understood. And this is also extremely important to optimize what we are doing to make it more clinically available. Last question uh, before the end of this podcast. We still learn as a student serve you best during your career. I mean, in general, I would say that, uh, I mean, I started working on signal processing and control, and this is what I st I'm still doing in part. But, you know, what really was uh, very important for me, for my career, what was uh, one of my old professors at the university explained me. An engineer is just a guy who is learning how to learn. So become still, still being curious and flexible and willing to learn new things. This attitude, this mindset was really crucial for me uh, and it's still crucial for me. Now I'm almost 50, um, but this is really crucial. The curiosity and the mindset to learn new things and to approach people with a completely different background. Sometimes you get lost in translation, but this is extremely crucial for our career and in general for biomedical engineering. Thank you, thank you so much Professor Michela for joining us today at this podcast and thanks our listeners. If you have any questions about today's show, you can get in touch on Kelonia Twitter and feel free to subscribe kelonia.swiss website and be part of the community. In the meantime, stay tuned for our next interview.